0: In Surah Al An Ayah number forty-five. So Surah Al which is Surah number 29, ayah number forty-five. Allah says, بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ min al kitabi wa Recite what has been revealed to you from the book and establish the salah إِنَّ عَنِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ Definitely salah restrains one from shameful and evil acts. Definitely, the remembrance of Allah is the greatest of all things, and Allah knows what you do. akbar, wallahu yālamu ma So, utlu uh, ma min alkitab. Recite, O Messenger, وسلم, What has been revealed to you of the book and establish the salah. So it's an order to the Prophet and by extension, an order to us as well to recite the Quran and to. Uh, establish the salah. Now this is perhaps the core of uh, the the thing to focus on when, when we think of this establish the salah. Why? Among the many things that happens because of the salah is that salah restrains and prohibits and it, it stops a person from doing shameful and evil acts. So why is that? How is that? The scholar said, first of all, uh, uh, the Prophet based upon a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ and uh, and uh, lots of uh, lots of uh, information that we have, the Salah is the pillar of the religion. The Salah is a connection between oneself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the word Salah linguistically means sila. It means a connection. It's a two-way connection between oneself and, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, when a person is establishing the Salah inside of the Salah, if they're focused on the Salah, if they are concentrating on the salah the salah removes problems it removes grief many many times people have noticed and people have uh, witnessed this fact if they're so worried about something they're thinking so deeply there's there's some massive problem that they have and they it's just constantly on their mind constantly on their mind just go as the prophet sallallahu taught us as well to make wudu and pray two of salah or uh, um, focus and concentrate and uh, in the in the uh, uh, obligatory salah as well in the fard salah you will be amazed when we try to focus we'll be amazed how amazing how, in what an amazing way that allah subhanahu wa taala gives us answers Sometimes we read the Quran And of course in this ayah we have The focus on the recitation of the Quran And the establishing of the Salah as well Sometimes we'll recite the Quran and we realize Oh somebody before me faced the same problem before And look how great of a status Those people were Look how Yusuf alayhi salam, uh, had family problems The jealousy, the uh, abuse That he suffered at the hands of his brothers Look how Yaqub alayhi salam, suffered so much Because his uh, his beloved son Has been lost, yet he knows that he's still alive Look how Yusuf alayhi salam, had to deal with people abusing him and taking advantage of him from all sides. False testimony and false witness against him. He ended up in jail. He ended up falsely accused. And what was his reaction? His reaction was the best. Ya'qub Ali islams reaction was the best. جميل, the, the I will have the, the most beautiful patience And Yusuf becomes the person who ends up saving the land And saving the people all around uh, that land as well Becoming a source of safety And a source of uh, problem solving for everybody around him So we find that kind of refuge and comfort and solace In the salah and in the recitation of the Quran And how do we get that? There has to be that focus, there has to be that sincerity, there has to be that fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we're engaged in the Salah and as we're reciting the Quran as well. And so uh, Salah will stop the evils and the sins. How will it do that? Just simply establishing the Salah establishing the salah, being regular about it it builds up that self discipline muscle also it erases sins and it erases mistakes the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says araitum law anna nahran bi babi ahadikum yaghtasilu fihi kull yawm khamsa marrat hal yabqa min darnihi shay the Prophet says, What if one of you has a river flowing in front of his house? And that person goes and he washes himself completely in front of, in, in, in that river five times a day. Is there going to be any dirt left on him? They said, There's not going to be any dirt left on him whatsoever. So the Prophet says, That is exactly the example of five times salah. Allah erases sins and erases mistakes because of that. And there is another uh, narration that we have كَانَ فَتَى مِنَ There was a young man who used to pray with the Messenger from the Ansar So he's, he is, obviously he's a believer, he is from the Ansar And he used to pray salah with the Prophet وسلم, but he got involved in all kinds of sins Every sin that was available, إِلَّا رَكِبَهُ, he used to be involved in that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So somebody mentioned that to the Prophet. He said, Salah will stop him from that. So he continued and then eventually he made tawbah and he fixed up his situation and he got away from all of those sins. So the Prophet وسلم, said, didn't I tell you that that would take care of it? Didn't I tell you that's the situation? And uh, the Prophet Sallallahu also says That whoever the salah doesn't stop that person from evil sins and disgusting and those types of behaviors, then if his salah doesn't stop him from doing that, then he will only become farther away from Allah. And Allah anger will increase on him. So meaning that a person, as the scholars said, that Either the salah will pull this person away from all of these evil types of sins or the sins will pull that person away from the salah and then away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Like Both of these things can't exist in the person together at the same time. He can't have high quality salah and a lot of sins also. One of the two has to go. Either his high quality salah will go and the sins will remain or the sins will go and the person's salah will remain and so if a person is focused on that. They have that sincerity in when they're praying the salah, making sure sincerely for the sake of Allah. They're fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're mentioning him. Their heart is focused, or at least they're trying to focus. Then what do we find? Uh, salah forbids and stops a person from these evil and disgusting types of behaviors. And the mention of Allah or the remembrance of Allah is the greatest of all things and there's several ways by which we can look at it that the salah is the greatest of all worships and the salah contains a two-way conversation that we are talking to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala in the salah when we make dua we make dua in the salah so we're talking to him and Allah Azrael is talking to us because we recite in the Quran, we're reciting the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's a two way conversation. Imagine you pick up the phone and you call somebody. There's a two way conversation. You talk to them and they talk to you. This is exactly what salah is it's a two way conversation between the worshipper and the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, another way of looking at waladhikrullah akbar is that it is Allah's mentioning of you is the greatest thing. Meaning, when we say akbar," This phrasing could be taken either way Either it could mean You mentioning Allah is the greatest Or Allah's mention of you is the greatest As, uh, um, as we find in other hadith That Allah mentioning you to his, to his angels Is better than the fact that You are mentioning of him For example uh, um, uh, The Prophet says dhikrullahi min iya, That Allah has mentioning of you is greater than you mentioning of him, and also the Prophet, uh, um, uh, yeah, so uh, in the Hadith Qudsi, that Allah, the Prophet says that Allah says, That uh, the, the, in the Hadith Qudsi, meaning that the Prophet is quoting Allah, as a, a, and it's not part of the Qur'an, so Allah says, whoever mentions me to himself, I mention him, I mention about him to myself. and whoever mentions about me in a gathering, then I mention him in a gathering better than that person's gathering. and uh, so. Uh, uh, yeah, and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says mention me and I will mention you or remember me and I will remember you subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, there's uh, several other ways also I mean, just to expand on, the, expand on this just a little bit before uh, I, I'll end inshallah uh, in what ways uh, does the salah stop those shameful and evil behaviors the salah uh, some scholars said salah here might mean the Quran And the Qur'an forbids evil acts, so this is one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is simply by performance of the salah when a person is busy in the salah, notice how so many things are prohibited. There's so many things that we can't do in the salah because we become busy by virtue of the restrictions that we have around the salah uh, as well. So a person simply can't engage in sins because literally they're standing in, fr- in front of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that there's so many things. We are not even allowed to look around in the salah as well. So uh, that's another way of looking at it. That, in other words, that it builds up that self-discipline, it builds up that self-control muscle because if a person is able to pray salah five times a day as well, well as the Sunan and the Nawafil, the extra, uh, extra Raka'at and the extra Salahs as well, they're building up that capability of self-discipline to uh, focus on something more important and that ability will allow them to to be away from sins uh, outside of the Salah as well. So this is another possibility. Uh, another possible way of looking at it, like Imam Fakhruddin al-Razi mentions a couple of uh, variations on this, he says that praying Salah properly helps one realize the high status that they have the closeness that they have to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. So why throw all of that away? Why throw away that high status? Why throw away that high value that you can have, that closeness that you can have with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la? Why throw it away by committing sins? Uh, why ruin that status? just to be again, the next time the salah comes around, just to be reminded of that again, that a person could have such a high status. Look who it is that I'm standing in front of of, uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like some of the scholars said, don't think of the smallness of the sin, think of the greatness of the one whom you're sinning against. Don't think of how small the sin is. Like some people say, what's the big deal if I do this and this? I'm not hurting anybody, what's the big deal? So the scholar said, don't think about how small the sin is, Think of the greatness of the one whom you're sinning against and when we focus on the Salah we recognize the greatness, the the awesomeness, the majesty of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Uh, um, and so when we are saying Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater or Allah is the greatest, Allah is greater than whatever I'm thinking about, whatever I'm being distracted by, whatever I would like to be doing in this time, Allah is greater than that, Allah is greater than that, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar as we're engaged in the Salah. Also Imam al-Razi says, the salah is like, you could think of it like a fancy or expensive clothing. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, taqwa khair. Think about, he gives an example of clothing, but he used the word taqwa. So when a person is clothed in taqwa, in fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the mindfulness and awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we are praying salah properly, it's just like that very fine, expensive uh, uniform and we can't afford to get that dirty and we know how when somebody puts on a certain uniform there's a certain expectation about the behavior people say oh like you're disrespecting that uniform if you act in a certain way when you have that uniform and if a person is somebody who is established and regular in their salah it's like they have that uniform on there's a higher standard that's expected of them and so um uh, last point inshallah so how when we're talking about the importance of salah and the greatness of salah uh, how would we get that closeness and specialness and that focus and that concentration, that khushur in the salah? So the scholar said, make it special. The fact that salah itself has special time it has a special way in its, in the way that it's prayed, the special preparation, the wudu for the Salah. Uh, and if we make it special, we set aside a special place, we we pray it with people, so therefore that makes it more special. If we consider it special, if we think about what it is that we're reciting, if we think about the du'as that we're making, if we don't make the same du'a all the time, but select other different du'as, that we, we connect with that more. When we think about the meaning of this du'a, well, I used to say that du'a the last time I prayed Salah, let me pick a different one this time. I, I prayed and I recited a certain surah the last time. Which surah am I going to recite this time that's different? So if we think of it as special a Special time, a special place, it has its unique and special way in which it's done, a unique way in which we're going to pray every single salah with a different du'a, salah, with a different recitation of Quran, with a different dua, the different surahs that we recite, and so on. And if we make it special, then it will become special, and then in that way, subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will have that special effect on our heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala akbar, The mentioning of Allah is greater, and Allah knows the best of what it is that we all do. Jazakumullah khairan. Subhanakallahumma. Wabihamdika. Ashadu in la ilaha illa Anta sadafatu alaykum. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.